You are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we welcome you in a Monday edition of Locked On Syracuse. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use our promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, and it'll get you 20% off our next order. Tim Leonard, Tyler Rocky. I just, I'm fed up, Ty. I'm not holding back on this The natives are restless. That's all I can say after (laughs) yesterday. I think we we have to start with Jacoby and Morgan and what everyone's talking about, the quarterback controversy that has arisen here. He comes in at the end of the game, finally. I mean, I'm... I'm sitting there, I'm watching, I'm just waiting for Dino to make the call. People are clamoring for it. And he comes in, he goes 7 for 7, 57 yards, tosses a touchdown. I think you put it to best. To a tight end. To yeah, a to tight finally. end. Finally, we, we got a tight end involved. You put it best when we were texting. You said, he just looks like a QB out there. And right. for everyone that, I mean, love Rex Culpepper. you know, we've been down this road before. It's nothing against him. It's just. Great kid. Great right. story. But at the end of the day, that's not what wins you games. Good quarterback play wins you games. And that's right. what I saw out of Jacoby and Morgan yesterday. And yes, I mean, it's an easy situation to succeed in a sense that Wake Forest is just kind of playing drop coverage and he was just going to the first read every time. As Dino said after the game, we'll get into his quotes because that's where I'm really fed up. But he brings up how no one blitzed him, so on and so forth. This is all true. But what I saw out of Jacoby and Morgan, to put it in a word, it was decisive. He looked like he was playing off of instincts, and he just looked like a quarterback out there. He looked more confident than Rex did. No doubt in my mind. I mean, think about, and you can say, okay, he didn't face any pressure or whatever. Well, he did have that one, I think it was a third down and three play. And he gets the snap. He does get a little pressure off of that to his right side. He rolls out to his weak side. And finds a wide, wide open Sherrod Johnson. And it's just the impressive play of throwing it on the run to your weak side, flipping it out there, and putting it on target. I mean, all of his throws were on target. Seven of seven. When we look at what Rex Culpepper did, and again, Jacoby and Morgan only threw the ball for one drive. It was an 80-plus yard drive that he engineered with the help of Cooper Lutz on the ground. But... The accuracy was there, and what's been Rex's biggest problem is accuracy. Accuracy. I mean, even when Wake Forest did start to pull out some of their stars and some of their starters, you still saw accuracy problems with Rex Culpepper. And at that point, it's a confidence issue. And why not roll now with the guy who has shown some confidence in games, and it's Jacoby and Morgan. At this point, I want him to start against Boston College, and I'll tell you why. It's because... We've seen enough from Rex Culpepper. This season is lost. It's about now, what can we do to better our program for next year and the year beyond? And honestly, we know that Rex Culpepper is a losing quarterback at this point. Again, don't mean it as a knock to him, but he's a former tight end who wouldn't be starting for many D1 teams, if any, right now. And yes, it's been forced on us because Tommy DeVito got hurt, and it's unfortunate circumstances. We know what we're getting from Rex Culpepper, and that's been our thing all this whole season when we talk about the freshman quarterback. And we've been on this for a while now, and part of it feels like sort of a victory for us because we've always said, you know what you're getting with Rex. You don't know until you try with the other freshman quarterbacks. 
And we finally see it after he should have gone in the game, I'd say four or five drives before he did. And now Dino is still throwing out excuses as to why he performed well. It's just at this point, it's a losing season. They're going to struggle the rest of the year. I don't care if, if they throw out Jacoby and Morgan and they lose 45 nothing. I'd rather that because at least you're building towards something. You're trying. And again, yes. that, that's all we can ask at this point is to show that you're trying. And anything short of that, I mean, you shouldn't be the head coach of this football team if you're not. L- listen, the point of making a quarterback change is this, all right? You have to see what these guys have. And whether or not it was against the third stringers of Wake Forest or the first stringers, you saw there was something in Jacoby and Morgan. He was poised. He was confident. And guess what? He had a much liver arm than Rex Culpepper did, all right? There was a lot of strength, and I know he didn't throw the ball downfield a whole lot. He Really, the, the depth of his targets for the most part was six or seven yards, I would say. But that was a strong bullet that I saw going. I mean, that was like, uh, not to like throw these, uh, these comparisons out there, but felt like I was watching a Brett Favre-level velocity, a Cam Newton-level velocity come out of his hand. He was chucking it, and it was on the money to all these guys, too. And you're seeing him get everyone involved. I mean, Courtney Jackson, he, he's been dropping balls all season long. <laughs> yeah. and, and he goes in there, and he gets a couple of catches. I mean, Sherrod Johnson, he's been very unspectacular this season. He kick, uh, catches that one deep ball from uh Jacobian Morgan and he ends up being the team's leader in in receiving in that game. So it just to me it shows you're not trying if you're not going to go and run this kid out there again. And quite frankly the f- the fan base deserves to know what they have in Jacobian Morgan at this point because this is a guy who let's say Syracuse gets in this situation again next year, okay? Let's say Tommy DeVito comes back, he gets injured at some point and they want to see what they, they don't know what they have at the backup quarterback spot. Well, maybe you do now. Maybe you do with Jacoby and Morgan. And that's the point of why you make the changes because you have to see what these guys have. At the end of the day, they might not have anything, okay? You might yeah. you might have seen Jacoby and Morgan go out there and spike six balls into the turf. And if that happened, okay. But he didn't. He completed all seven of his passes. The offense was flowing, the offense was moving. And he was finding all these different targets across the field. I mean, that touchdown to Luke Benson, super confident throw. Super confident throw. And that's what you want out of your quarterback. We haven't seen that out of Rex Culpepper. And trying anything else at this point is just negligence. You bring up the arm strength. It's actually kind of interesting because when I go back and think about what were my initial reactions after watching Morgan's high school tape, my reaction was, okay, this kid can throw the deep ball, but I'm a little worried about his mechanics and can he have the accuracy that's needed at the D1 level. So in a weird way, he was succeeding at the part that I was most worried about, which is the standard five, six-yard underneath routes. Again, wasn't great coverage, didn't get blitzed a ton outside of that one time where he had to roll out of the pocket, but made a very athletic play in the process. He's got kind of a wide receiver build to him, and there's talent there. We know that. So what do you do with talent? You try to develop it. This is a free year for Jacoby and Morgan. There's literally nothing to lose. I I guess some people will throw out the, well, we, we don't want to scar him for the rest of his career. I I'll really tell you what, he's th- the most confident guy in that quarterback room right now. Yes, exactly. And it's not even close. He's 
he just looked like a quarterback out there. And it, it sounds so silly, but that's what Syracuse has been lacking. We haven't seen it this year out of I anyone. Know. I mean, not even Tommy. At, at most points in the season, he did not look like a quarterback back there. Jacoby and Morgan, albeit in garbage time, but he looked like a quarterback out there. He looked like he belonged. And for a young guy, that's the highest praise you can give for a true freshman is going out there and looking like you belong. Garrett Williams, he goes out there and he looks like he belongs. Jacoby and Morgan, I saw a lot of the same thing. He looked like he belonged out there. Same with Cooper Lutz, too. I should bring his yeah. name up also. Yeah, Lutz looked good. Okay, quick break to tell you guys about my favorite beer out there. and My favorite beer for a while now, Coors Light. When the mountains are blue, there is nothing like laying down on the couch, on the weekend, watching sports and cracking open and hearing that sizzle of a Coors Light. It is the only beer out there that is literally made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Keep Coors Light in mind. It's the official beer of watching any sport or team just to drink beer. Flip through the channels, find a sport, and crack open. A Coors Light. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Again, that's get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. So, Dino after the game. I'll give you the quote. I'm sure a lot of fans have already seen this and formed their own opinion on it but he says quote i'm glad he didn't fumble the snap in regards to morgan of course i'm glad he can throw the football i wouldn't put put much stock into it final moments in the game i don't think he got blitz but he completed a lot of balls and did what he what he had to do okay first off Maybe that's gamesmanship. I know Dino does that, and he wants to make yeah. it so that Boston College isn't preparing for just one quarterback next week. But come on, at the very least, give the guy a compliment. Back yeah. your player no, that a little was, bit. Right, that was bad. And and when you are talking about these freshmen, too, and you say, like, we don't want to destroy their confidence, well, what did you just do? You just went out and destroyed the kid's confidence. And listen, I don't think Jacoby and Morgan's shook by whatever Dino Babers said. Because I'm sure Dino Babers pulled him in after and said, hey, kid, you had a, a heck of a I drive up there. You were, you, yeah, at least that's what a good coach would do. And I'm hoping Dino Babers is that guy. But w- when you look at that comment, and it's just like, I, I, I don't understand what you're gaining by, by putting the kid down. And again, I hope he pulled him in after and... and told him how he really felt, but I've seen enough out of Rex Culpepper. I mean, what is that now? Five interceptions in the last two games, and I mean, he really should have had three three or four in this past game. I mean, there were plays where you've got guys whacking at balls and punching at balls when they should just be going after it and catching it on the defensive side for Wake Forest. I mean, it looked like they were almost attacking the ball like it was a a fumble as opposed to an interception, and that, to me, I mean... The accuracy has been way off all season long. I didn't see a single inaccurate ball. No one had to make a spectacular catch with Jacoby and Morgan. Everything was in the breadbasket, on time. And sure, is it a glorified practice rep? Sure, call it that. But he went out and did it. And Rex, in the glorified practice reps, or when the games actually do matter and when you are in them, like they were at halftime, 17-7, you're not out of that game. And he has not performed this year. And I think the fan base has seen enough, and they deserve to know what they have with some of these freshmen now. 
at the very least, it gives us a reason to continue watching the game. Yeah, I Something mean, to no one's going to watch Rex Culpepper next week. No. I'm telling you right now, and, and we can look at the, the tweet storms we've received, too, and I'm sure they are 10 times worse on the official Syracuse accounts, not that the social media people get to craft the depth chart, but, I mean, the frustration's there. And to be honest, like, if I wasn't doing this show with you, Tim, I'm probably not watching next week if Rex Culpepper's the quarterback. I know I have a number of friends that aren't going to watch because Rex Culpepper's the quarterback. But if you throw in Jacoby and Morgan, now you pique my interest a little bit. You've got sure. a freshman coming off a, a fantastic debut. Hey, g- give them something to watch at this point. Because right now, I mean, the the marketing people there got to be wondering how many people are going to be buying season tickets next year. Because I'm sure a lot of people have cut their their season tickets for the upcoming season, whether it's financial reasons or just the fact that there is not a product out there like would you be renewing season tickets right now no no absolutely not and And, and i think a number of our listeners would feel the same way if they are season ticket holders and if you are a season ticket holder i want to know and you can tweet at us and maybe we'll throw a poll out there but are you renewing your season tickets for next season because if if i'm a syracuse fan i'm not renewing my season tickets for next year i i i'll put that money towards maybe a couple extra basketball tickets because that's what sure. I want to watch at this point. Yeah, we had our one of our favorite guys always on the John. Great Twitter name. The best. He, he's he tw- he's in the team photo of of guys that I love interacting with on game day. It's like him, Cuse Dan. I mean, there's a number of people out there. I, and I'm sorry if I'm forgetting a bunch, but yeah. I love interacting with these guys on game days. All of you guys, we appreciate. And by the way, always on the John, if you're listening, just keep sending him our way. Because I know he said <laughs> at one him. point, like, Sorry about the rant, and he's kind of, to paraphrase what his comment was, is I'm at the point now where I love this university, I love this school, I'll watch the start of these games, but I just can't take watching the beating week in and week out, and it's time to, he even said, like, I feel bad for you guys because you have to have the patience and decency to watch these games, which we appreciate it. It's it's not the worst thing in the world, but, it, you know, obviously we would rather watch Jacoby and Morgan on Saturday and just have a little more intrigue. Let me just give you the the Rex numbers from this game, just in case anyone didn't see the final box score. 15 for 27, 85 total yards through the air, one touchdown, two interceptions, a fumble. And you know what his QB rating was, Ty? Did you see this? I did not, know. 5.9 was his QB rating. Oh, boy. Like, that, that's as low as I've ever seen. So, again, it goes back to, Dino, what more do you have to see? And he said after the game that, essentially, he said, quote, we're still trying to win the game. With Rex, we still you have weren't. our no. entire offense. You were down 31 points at the time when you pulled Rex out. All right? Or, I think you sent Rex out for a drive while you were down 31 points. You're yeah, not what trying was to that, win the game Markowitz at that point. thing, by the way? Yeah, that was where... weird, too. I know... And a number of our followers, too, noted this um, when, when we were tweeting during the game. And they also thought, and I think Brett Axe even got a, a head yeah, fake, too. Yeah, a lot of too. people. A lot of people, because I saw Dylan Markowitz with his helmet on, and he started to trot out onto the field. And I was thinking, all right, here we go. I thought it was going to be Jacobian, but it looks like it's Dylan. And I tweeted it out, and I wasn't alone. I know a couple other people also tweeted it out, too, and, and were commenting on our tweets and we're like, hey, am, am I on a delay? Like, I, that looks like Rex under center. But no, it's it looked like Dylan was going out there. 
for a little bit. And it looked like, okay, Dino had finally seen enough. And I think it was a 24-point game at that point. So you're really just trying to cover for the boosters. But I just <laughs> could not understand the how you could have seen... I mean, Rex Culpepper finishes this game with a 3.14 yards per attempt. He's throwing pie out there for his yards per attempt. That's... I mean, that number needs to be between seven and a half and nine. If you want to, like, seven and a half means you're an average quarterback. If it's nine, ten, that's when you start to look like an elite quarterback. But 85 yards on over 27 passing attempts, it's hard to inexcusable. Do. I mean, it's just, you can't watch that sort of football week in and week out. And something needs to be done. And I, I hope, I hope something will be done this upcoming week. And listen, Rex, Rex deserved to be playing that entire first half he deserved to start the second half. But once the picks started to roll in and that pick six and the the balls that should have been picked off that weren't, that's that's your time to go. That was his time to get out of there. And he's saying, Dino, in his quote, with Rex, we still have our entire offense. Basically, in other words, I took that as Morgan has not learned the entire playbook yet and we don't feel ready to throw him out there. Well, to that I would say... You're an offensive mind, allegedly. That That's your calling card. That's why you came to Syracuse. You claimed that you were going to run up and down the field and have this great offense. You've got your buddy now, Sterling Gilbert, who's your right-hand man, who has led to success with Jimmy Garoppolo. And you guys should be two good offensive minds together. Can we you know not? You know what else I'd say to that? What? Rex can't execute the full playbook either. So yeah. why does it matter? I mean, sure. he can't. Absolutely, and but, but think, to finish, can we not just go to, in this week of practice, can we not figure out a plan to maximize Jacoby and Morgan, knowing that he has 10 times the amount of talent already in one drive we've seen than, than Rex Culpepper has put together really throughout the season? I mean, again, nothing against Rex, but why are... Why are we trying to maximize Rex so that he comes back for a sixth year and he's and then we get the best out of him then? Like, what what good does it do at this point in the season, knowing what is ahead of us, knowing that it's all ACC games, we have all these injuries, and we're one in six now? I can't even keep track. I think now they're yeah, one, one in, in six. six. So they're one in six. They've got a quarterback who I guess could return for a sixth year if he wanted to. Anyone can. But what good does it do if we get to the point where Rex turns a corner here? Nothing. It does absolutely nothing for this program. You know what does do something? Jacoby and Morgan showing off some talent, and then maybe a freshman or a high school quarterback is like, hey, I can go to Syracuse and play early. They seem to be doing a good job with them. And again, maybe Morgan lays an egg against Boston College. But at least if it's different. Yeah, yeah. I-, I hope he plays. Gosh, he has to. But no, it's, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And Rex Culpepper has given you the same result, so why not go out and fail a different way? Let Morgan fail. If he fails, he fails. Guess what? I don't think you brought in Jacoby and Morgan to be your quarterback of the future, but if he can show you something, maybe he goes out and plays a good game against Boston College, and maybe he does show off that deep ball. I think that's the only missing ingredient right now. I think that's the thing that... A lot of Syracuse fans are wishing we saw a little bit of. Is, but we've seen it in his hi- highlight tape. We've I mean, seen he's it, definitely yes, got but it. Yeah. Doing it in, in high school and doing it at the, no, the collegiate yeah. level, obviously a different beast. But that's, I think, the one thing Syracuse fans maybe are 
clamoring a little bit for is which because I remember at the end of that game, Syracuse had a they it was fourth down and maybe like one or two, and if they got a stop, they would have gotten the ball back with like a minute left. And I think everyone wanted to see this defense really get a stop, put that offense back out there, and hey, what if Jacobian can? Obviously, he's not going to win the game for you, but if he puts up two touchdowns in a matter of four or five minutes, I mean, that's more than we've seen all season long from from Rex, from Tommy, from anyone, really. So yeah. I would have liked to see him maybe give him a deep shot, see what he can do, because who cares? It, like, if, if he misses on a deep shot, if he throws an interception on a deep shot, when you're down 38-14, when you're down 38-7, who cares? It doesn't matter. But at least give the kid a chance to do that. And that's why I think Dino, even though he did give him a chance out there, he didn't necessarily maximize the chance. Why not see what he can do with a deep ball? Okay, quick break to tell you guys about the best tasting protein bar on the marketplace. Built Bar, one of our favorites on the Lockdown Syracuse podcast. Some people probably think we just talk about Built Bar because we have to. I'll admit, I, I had never heard of Built Bar until they partnered with the podcast. But I can speak from experience now. I literally order these things every week. I tell all my friends about them. And I'm not just talking about them because I have to. Because these are that good. And they're good for you. It's a candy bar that is good for you. You just can't think of anything better. You take the peanut butter flavor, for example. 19 grams protein. 180 calories. That's it. 5 grams sugar. 5 grams net carbs. They're low calorie, low sugar, yet high protein and high fiber. These bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Very soft, very easy to chew, and they've got 18 amazing flavors that you can pick from. All kinds of good flavors. They've released some new ones, cookies and cream, carrot cake. Go to BuiltBar.com today. Use our promo code LOCKEDON. Get you 20% off your next order by using our promo code LOCKEDON. Make your customizable box. I promise you will love these things as much as Ty and I do. 20% off by using our promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com. I want to squash one narrative that I did see out there. I saw some people on Twitter and on the message board saying that Dino deep down knows that Morgan is the answer, but they were suggesting that Dino is holding him so that there's not a perception for high school recruits that they will have no opportunity to play down the road. And that was something they fell into with Tommy DeVito, and that's why they struggled to get a high recruit to come to Syracuse because there a lot of recruits viewed at the quarterback position there was no chance that they could unseat Tommy DeVito and come to the program well that to me is one of this I I, mean, I, you... I I just think that's I mean do you agree like I just don't no, see... I agree I think that's a little stupid but maybe you do want to shelter him a little bit because what if someone sees him play and says hey they've got three or four other quarterbacks in that room you want to come play for us I mean that. Yeah. we've seen quarterbacks transfer out of Syracuse. That's that right. to me would be my bigger concern if I'm Dino. If I if Jacoby and Morgan goes out now, if Jacoby and Morgan goes out there and lights the world on fire for the final, what do we have now? Three games left. Wow, this season three four games left. Then, then you start to look at okay, maybe is he your quarterback for the future, uh, or at least someone that can. And push that's Tommy probably premature. Or whoever you bring in yeah. next season, yeah, but. I'd love to see a quarterback competition, wouldn't you? Because oh, yes. you haven't seen anything at this point. And then, of course, you're going to be bringing in Justin Lampson into camp. If you have a three-headed quarterback monster, I mean, there's going to be three. There's going to be a competition of potentially three guys next year. 
let's say Morgan can perform admirably to close out the season. You're going to be bringing in Justin Lampson, and then Tommy DeVito will be here, and if he's not, it'll be someone else. I, I don't think that Dino is going to put his his hot seat season in the hands of a Jacoby and Morgan or a Justin Lampson, a guy who is technically going to be a freshman or a redshirt freshman next season. Yeah, and don't count out Dylan Markowitz. I mean, we haven't seen it from him yet. Who knows? But I think well, Morgan seems I, to be I ahead think, of him. Yeah, Morgan Morgan's the guy over Markowitz at this point. I don't I don't think there's any weaseling out of that. Yeah. It's just weird to me that he threw on a helmet and like I, I wonder if he's he was thrown told. on a helmet a number of times this year. Yeah, I've seen it a couple times, and I'm thinking, all right, here's the time that Dino's going to roll the dice with a freshman, and then it ends up being Jacoby and Morgan uh, in the Clemson game when he hands it off six times. I saw Markowitz with his helmet on a couple times in that game, and then again in this past game too. I, I was just kind of taken aback by it all. Yeah, and we'll have tomorrow. Maybe he just likes to wear his helmet. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I was gonna say we'll have tomorrow on the podcast where we can dive more, and we're here all week, so we'll talk more about. Maybe some other things that stood out to us in this game. Garrett Williams was excellent again. Phenomenal. Like you said, Rising Cooper star Lust. For this team. Yeah. But I, I do want to talk about Dino kind of before we wrap up here. We've, we've already touched on it, but just disappointed. Like, it, it's not, it's not the, I, I'm just disappointed because it, the writing is on the wall at this point. We've given him enough time to realize that Rex Culpepper is not the answer and I really thought he would make a decision based on his history of pulling Eric Dungy for DeVito in the past. And now I, I want to see him start. And at the very least, I want to see him worked into some series and get him up to speed because you're trying to play for the future now. And if you don't realize that, I don't know what it takes for you to realize that. I get it. You're a football coach. You want to win games. Well, it's obvious to everyone out there right now, Jacoby and Morgan gives you a better shot of winning than Rex Culpepper. Yeah, he does. And, and the depth chart's going to come out later today. We're going to see Rex Culpepper as QB1 on the depth chart. And if we don't, then that's probably one of the biggest moves Dino Babers, even in a lost season, that he will be the biggest that. move yeah. that Dino Babers has made as head coach of Syracuse. But again, I don't anticipate that happening whatsoever. And I fully expect Rex Culpepper to be the first quarterback out of the tunnel and on the field as a when Syracuse takes on Boston College. But I also expect to see that leash be a little bit shorter. If Rex goes out there, throws a pick on one of his first two drives, that Can't might get it. longer. So I mean, I hope it's shorter. Yeah, it definitely isn't longer. But I think this week, maybe those practice reps are a little more divided. If Jacobian is fully comprehensive of what the playbook's asking of him, what the coaching staff is asking of him. There's no reason why this... I mean, you and I want him to start, and I think the fan base in general wants him to start. I don't think we're going to see him start. Yeah. But I do think we're going to see much more than one series out of him against Boston College. I'm looking at... I mean, he might get a whole half. And right. I, listen, I'm hoping he gets four quarters, but he. I think he'll get a half. I don't think Rex Culpepper's going to flip a switch and all of a sudden be some game breaker. I mean... We've even seen Rex Culpepper play against Boston College before. Again, this was a long time ago, but he wasn't great. And a lot can change from then to now, and a lot has changed for him from then to now, but I don't think he's he's going to flip some sort of magic switch. He's not going to get some Mike Secret stuff and all of a sudden become this great quarterback, or at least even a serviceable enough quarterback, 
where he warrants getting that sort of playing time. It's it's time for Jacoby and Morgan to see the bulk of the opportunity right now. I mean, it's not like we're an NFL team and we're tanking for a draft pick here. Like, put right. out what is going to give you the best shot to win, and I guess that's what he's saying is we're trying to win, we're trying to win. And how about this? Don't lose your locker room. <laughs> I, I think yeah. those people saw what needs to be done. And you, you even saw some dads of players on Twitter. Oh, yeah. And they, they're clamoring for, for a, a new look at quarterback right now because they know it's not getting done at quarterback. And the defense, yeah, you gave up, well, in, in reality, you gave up 31 points, but I thought the defense played pretty well in this game. Didn't get a turnover, but I thought for the most part, they, they contained the run game best they could. Another 200 yards on the ground, um, or at least a, a net gain. Um, but there needs to be some sort of change here. And it has to come at the quarterback position because, sure, the offensive line hasn't been great, but it's gotten better. I mean, only two sacks, and you're going up against one of the premier pass rushers. Every unit, I feel like, has gotten better this year, except for the ones that are directly impacted by the passing game. And that, is, of course, is the quarterback and the receiving room, both the wide receivers and the tight ends. I haven't seen a lot of improvement there. And it's because of the fact that the most important cog in that entire recipe is holding them back. And right now it's Rex Culpepper, and hopefully we see some Jacoby and Morgan packages. For sure. The offensive line, too, I will say the run protection, run blocking, has gotten a lot better. I still feel like, despite the sack numbers going down, I mean, I guess they were solid against Wake Forest, but given the circumstances, they, they probably should be doing a little bit better. They have improved, but you're right. It, it's mostly on Rex, and now we've seen Morgan. So I mean, Aaron no Service got, uh, to your point, Aaron Service got once again embarrassed. Yeah. Uh, on the, the fumble, th- that was completely created by Aaron Service missing a block, and so- something's got to be wrong with him. I mean, yeah, that, that's the point where nice I'm at. Job. Bergeron did a very nice job this past weekend, but... There is something wrong with Aaron Service. I think there has to be an injury, or otherwise it's inexcusable why he's out there. Yeah. All right, any more thoughts from you? I'm sure we'll talk a lot more about this game tomorrow. Other takeaways, I know we dedicated most of this to the quarterback controversy, but I think that was what it called for and what I mean, I was ready to do this show today, and pretty much when you you got to that six or so minute mark of the fourth quarter— I was ready to just say, nope, the, Like there were zero positive takeaways from this game. But then you saw a little bit of a, a, a bright spot at the end. Yeah. And I can't believe that Dino Babers has been hiding that from from this fan base for, what now, three, four games? It's felt like yep. where Rex has not gotten the job done. So it, it's it's irresponsible. It's, it's poor coaching. And, and frankly, it's poor leadership. You can't lose this locker room, all right? If you want to show that you are a leader, even in the, the toughest of times— you should also be enabling the rest of your locker room to feel like, all right, we might be losing, but I still want to run through a brick wall for this guy every single Saturday. And if you start throwing out the same quarterback time and time again, you're going to lose that locker room real quick. And then you're yep. going to lose your job too. I'll be very curious to see what Dino says in his press conference, which is today. We're recording this on Sunday, but as you're listening to it, it might even have already happened He's going to get asked, and I know he reads, and I know he'll see some stuff out there, and I want to see if he reacts to it. Do we think he listens? Do we think he listens? (laughs) I hope so. If he's listening right now, start Jacoby and Dino, please. I I speak for most of the fan base on that one, I I hope. So 
All right, that'll do it for our Monday episode. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening. As always, hit the subscribe button if you enjoyed it. You can get every one of our pods delivered right to your preferred podcast podcast feed in the morning. Find us on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse. For Tyler, I'm Tim. Talk to you guys tomorrow.